good morning from Sugar City Studios in beautiful historic Savannah, Georgia. Johnson Square, beautiful day in Savannah. North Point of View podcast, Dr. Walter Kimsey. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you, man? I'm great. North Point of View podcast, or as our friend from the Alabama Horse Authority called us, Frickin' Frack? Yeah. Frack podcast? Yeah, but I don't know whether I'm Frick or Frack. You freaking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about fracking. <laughs> exactly. Oil, right? I don't know. No no names to be mentioned, but I think of somebody at the Port Authority might have even been the COO. But anyway, not gonna name her name. No, that's true. But you know what? That means we're multi-state now. Oh, we grew. Yes. In the last 15 minutes. From multi-county <laughs> to multi-state. Hey, great being with you. All right, so infrastructure spending. Yeah. Uh, there's a big bill, right, that's being uh, hammered back and forth. Obviously, well, it seems to me obvious that we've got some national infrastructure issues a uh, story from Memphis, the I-40 closure, the bridge there over the Mississippi River in Memphis. Great city, Memphis. Uh-huh. Well, we both live there. Yeah, and, and, and going back soon. So the need for an infrastructure spending plan, right? And then the impact on economic growth. Right. So let's talk about that bill for just a moment. Okay. First thing is, is what is infrastructure? And, and roads, right, bridges, dams. Exactly. Right. But it's more than just that. Infrastructure okay. is anything without which the economy cannot operate and continue to grow. So that includes things like language. You need to have, a, we all have to agree on, 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 on grammar, on syntax, on letters, on symbols, what these things mean. So we can, you know, store our knowledge and use it and then pass it down to the next generations. Right. So schools are an important part of infrastructure. Okay. So our prisons, so our policemen, so our teachers. So that bill that the that is currently being and debated, we're not just talking about the the buildings, right? Exactly. We're, we're talking about the the human. Yeah, the, the whole thing. Infrastructure. Exactly. Now the part we care about because we 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 work in industrial real estate is the physical transportation infrastructure. So we'll leave the electricity alone. Right. Although that needs some serious upgrading. As okay. we learned in Texas. And some, I guess, some, yeah, protection, right? Exactly. Not even going to get into the cybersecurity right now. But no, that's it, a precisely. Whole other deal. Right. Okay. So we've got water in this country. I don't think there's a single state that meets the, was it 1970 Clean Water Act standards? So that has to be cleaned up. Places like Michigan, New Jersey have yeah. lead in the school water for right, the kids. Right, right, right. So, anyway, so. That's an important part of infrastructure spending, but I'm going to focus on the transportation part. And, you know, one thing that really aggravates me is the way people describe our transportation infrastructure. And they, they said it's in terrible shape, it's crap, or pardon the language, yeah, but, yeah. okay, the answer, it's not true. It, it, you know, you have to be very careful not to stereotype stuff. In the older parts of the country, like New York, uh, where you, they've built a, a infrastructure bridges that are over 100 years old, etc. Yeah, that stuff has to be replaced. You know, when you build build something like a bridge or a road, you know, you, you, you give it a 50-year cycle, and at 25 years, you do a major inspection, see how, how much damage the weather has done to the, to, the, to the structure. You maybe do some repairs. At 50 years, you see if you have to tear it down or if you can still eke another 25 years out of it. But once you hit about 75 years, 
it's done. Well, in terms of infrastructure, anything about the bridge here, the size of the ships has increased dramatically over the last mm -hmm. 20 years. And so, yeah, there's a lot of components to that. Exactly. Okay. So, so, and you look at a country, I mean, I've been out to, you know, in the, you know, in the, in the you know, out in the sticks in Kansas and Missouri, they've got great roads, great bridges. It looks terrific there. But that stuff is much newer than the stuff that was built on the East Coast and the, in the big urban areas. And so that definitely, those things need to be replaced. They're not in good shape at all. You know, they just replaced one bridge in, in, in New York and they've got more work to do. But I don't, in Georgia, most of our infrastructure is very new. So yeah, look at what's going on right now. The interstate system. Exactly. I mean, every other interchange within three counties is being upgraded right now. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, and then of course, if you look at the rest of the East Coast, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, they could use some, some serious, you know, upgrades to their, to their roads. Yeah. As we all know. So this is a, an important thing what's going on. If you look at the period during the heavy interstate system construction from the 1960s to the 1970s, 80s, there is, and you, you, I, I read a very interesting analysis done by an economist. There's no exact perfect data to do this, but he used a lot of correlations. And I think the conclusion was that uh, this contributed to the to productivity growth about 0.6%. You know, when you look at GDP growth, there's two things that drive GDP, people, and the, and, and the stuff they make. If you have more people and they, they make more stuff, that's how GDP grows, with more people. Or if each person becomes more productive, that's another way you grow. And his claim was that the productivity growth was boosted by 0.6% over that time period. So right now, GDP growth if it, you know, was running around 2% before we got into the pandemic. Coming out, the forecast would be for 2%. But if this economist is right, then we're looking at 2.6% growth for three, four, five years, or as long as we're really emphasizing replacing and building infrastructure. So it's got a long-term impact. It's not just about jobs today. It's and and creating, you know, sort of a, a shot in the arm. This is something that could have a 10-year or longer ripple effect. Exactly. And so if you take that, and we talked about the introduction of 5G and quantum computing right. a little while ago. If you take those two things and you impose it on your economic projections, instead of a roughly 2% growth rate as the consensus is for the next 10 years, you're looking at potentially well north of 3%. Wow. But what's really important, though, is to make sure that the infrastructure we build now is not the same thing as what they do in New Jersey. In New Jersey, they, you know, the, it, with the harsh winter, every couple of years, they strip the highways, like, like Highway 78 coming from Pennsylvania into New York. I used to live nearby there. And they, every two years, strip it and then repave it, the same pavement. Okay. Now, the traffic, there's more and more people there. The traffic got more and more congested. I was, I was only too happy to leave. And... In California, they, they, you know, as more people moved into the area, they put more access points to the highways, and their highways soon suffered a lot of congestion. And they, in order to solve the problem, they built additional highway lanes, but they ran out of space to build it, and the congestion remained. Right. How did they fix it? They fixed it with variable speed limits. And it's something that I think we're going to start seeing in Florida, in the Orlando area, very soon, because they, too, have a problem. So when you have entry and exit ramps into highways that are too close together, 
you have traffic trying to move from the left lanes into the right lanes to slow down and get off on the ramp. And I-16 in Savannah. <laughs> exactly. And the same thing on the other side. So yeah. if you put too many ramps in there, too close together, like in Orlando, I think it's like 0.9 miles from the Disney ramp to the, you know, yeah. you know right. something studios. So you don't fix it by adding length. You fix it by making the cars on the right side. You put a variable speed limit with digital speed limit signs and the ones on the right, they slow the traffic down once you get this clumping. Yeah, because there's got to be like 20 lanes there and it's it's the biggest traffic bottleneck in the southeast. Right. And yeah. you, you'll, there's always going to be that guy who was in the sixth lane from the map <laughs> about a quarter mile going, oh, crud, I got to get off here and starts cutting people off. Everybody's stepping on their brakes. And, you know, that that has to be included, this technology. So, yeah. Oh, so so it was a little bit like our quantum computers, the technology podcast that we did earlier. So infrastructure, smart infrastructure, smart infrastructure. So don't just spend the money to make people in an area feel good that they've got some money, they got some prod projects, they got some people back to work. Let's be smart about it and really take advantage of a windfall for the next decade or so. Exactly. We could amplify the windfall. I'm going to go to Coach Kim Z's rather than Dr. Kim Z's. Uh, hey, man, thanks. Always good to be with you. Yep. Thanks, folks, for listening to the North Point of View podcast, also known in parts of Alabama as the Frick and Frack podcast. we got to figure out who's Frick and who's Frack. Exactly. Right? Hey, man, thanks. Good to be with Take you. Take care, buddy. All right. See you.